She's not here to judge. She's here to report the honest news on healthy living. She's Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. It's time for Naturally Savvy. Andrea and I meet so many great people. One of our favorites is Cornell Thomas. And when he told me about his friend, Dr. Jay LaGuardia, and I looked at his work, I was like, we have got to have this guy on the show. And so thrilled to have Dr. LaGuardia with us. Hello there. Hi, how are you guys doing today? We're great. We're so glad to have you on. All right. So change your mind, change your destiny. It makes so much sense to me because you talk about those negative internal thoughts and dialogue that is in our subconscious and saying we're fat or we're stupid or whatever those old tapes are that we got when we were young. And that can really, yeah, programming, exactly. And that can really wreak havoc on your life. Talk to us about this and, and what got you interested in looking at this? Well, it's interesting. I've been doing this work for about 25, 30 years, helping people change their health and their well-being. And, you know, as, as a practicing chiropractor for 25 years, I taught people the skills necessary as far as how we eat and how we move so they can express more health. But the big aspect that most people ignore is how we think. And how we think plays just an so important true. role, if not more so in many aspects, of how our body expresses health. In fact, <laughs> I hate to put this on you, but, but eating, eating a, a, uh, a piece of cake has the same effect of thinking a negative thought, the same mechanisms, the same physiology that creates um, uh, uh, poor health has the same impact as it, as it does whether we're not exercising or eating improperly. And I'm not surprised you say that because, you know, it's funny. I'm going to tell you a really quick story. Yesterday, I had something that I was very stressed out about. And I woke up in the morning and within probably 10 minutes of starting to think about it, I started to get a crazy pain in my shoulder blade. And I knew it was beca- it was coming from the fact that I was having these negative thoughts and I was stressed and I was kind of getting caught up in a whirlwind of something that literally manifested itself physically in my shoulder blade because it happened last night, it all went great, and today I'm fine. So I love that you're talking about this. And I know for a fact that so many of the physical ailments that people have stem from the emotional thoughts that occur. It all stems from the mind and then it ends up in the physical body afterwards. So I think what you're saying is it makes a lot of sense. And I love that, you know, we're having this conversation today. No, it's it's, no question. In in my years of practice, I would see people coming in with um, reoccurring conditions and I'd check them and we do everything necessarily to, to resolve the issue. And they would come back in, and I'd look, and I'd see, you know what? And I'd say, their, their underlying physical ailment is resolved. But the reason they kept coming back was because they had the emotional component that was not mm-hmm. being dealt with. And so one of the tools that we started to incorporate was how to get people to start thinking in more empowering thoughts to get to the root causes that causes the bodies to express pain and discomfort. Now, it's not just about pain and discomfort, because we know our thoughts create neurochemical responses, which causes our bodies to, uh, could increase blood pressure, makes us anxious, um, decrease our respiration, um, memory, sleep. I mean, everything is affected based on how we think. So by giving people the tools necessary that they can, uh, in part, add to their life pretty easily, can start to unwind this process because 95% of the subconscious mind, which is formed by the age of 12, is already built in when we're in adults, and most of it is built on negative programming. So that has to be changed if we're going to affect a different outcome later in life. Yeah, it's so true. Well, what are some of these tools? 
Well, it's interesting. You know, some of them are, are things that you've heard before, but the ones uh, particularly is very powerful is, is meditation or mindfulness or, or prayer. Um, you can incorporate these um, one and the same. Um, so many of us live in an age of distraction. There's so much mental clutter going on that if we don't begin to filter out some of these thoughts and begin to select our thoughts from a, uh, a position of mindfulness of what we want to create as opposed to what we don't want to have. So I would say meditation is a very critical part for this. Another one would be affirmation. You know, it's interesting, Lisa, we, we have favorite. roughly about 68 to 70,000 thoughts per day. Now, the question I wonder oh is who sat there and counted them all, but it's, mind <laughs> the fact, it's, it's a lot of thoughts. Here's the interesting thing. 80% of those thoughts are negative. So all day nice. long, as you mentioned initially when we first started the interview, there are thoughts of what we're not, you know, things that we um, were not uh, pretty, we're not fit, you know, we're not smart enough, uh, whatever, the, whatever the programming that we've accepted is truth. And so therefore what affirmations allows us to do is to begin to reprogram that subconscious mind. See, it's interesting. Just like riding a bike is a habit, um, thoughts become habits. And so therefore, our brain neurochemically will start to fire negative, negative chemical reactions as soon as we have and come in contact with a situation. So immediately we start to think in those negative terms. Affirmations begin to reprogram the mind by stating states of intention, what we want to create, which will then help the, the brain rewire and therefore fire differently negating those negative thoughts, and over time we begin to recharge and reprogram the subconscious mind to think in positive and empowering terms. So those are two right off the bat that I would say that are very, very impactful. I love affirmations. And, you know, I was told, now maybe you can help us out here in terms of how do we do them? Is there a right, right way? Is there a wrong way? Is there a certain amount of times we need to be saying this? I remember I was told that you look in the mirror in the morning and you were saying something positive to yourself. You look yourself right in the eyes. So are there right and wrong ways? Or maybe you can give us some tips on how we can start with these affirmations because they're really easy to do. I remember when I started my company 15 years ago, I would write affirmations on the wall, put it on my computer next to me at work every morning and start my day off by reading those affirmations. And I did it for many, many years. Oh, yeah, no question about it. You know, the, the, the process of writing an affirmation is not a hard one, but there are some simple, simple steps and tools to make sure that the affirmation is effective. What you mentioned, I, I love what you said, right? Getting up in the morning, and this is one of the things that my father-in-law taught me early on. He said, you know, in the morning, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, would you go to you? And as a provider, if you can't look yourself back in the eye and mm -hmm. say to yourself, yes, I would see me, then, then you're not living your path. So... Saying an affirmation and looking yourself in the eye, there's a believability factor. So I like that. It's a very, very good point. Mm -hmm. The other thing is affirming what you want as opposed to what you don't want. Like an affirmation of I, or, I am becoming healthy and fit is a proper form rather than I am not fat. The distinction there is very, very clear. So it's what the intention is becoming. And then using words of emotion. Here's a very key thing. Saying affirmations out loud is critical because there's a, there's a, there is a theoretical trapdoor from the conscious to the subconscious mind. And what opens that trapdoor is emotion. So when you say your affirmations out loud with vigor and enthusiasm and excitement, it opens that trapdoor. 
And then those thoughts begin to seep in the subconscious and, again, create that rewiring of the brain so the brain fires differently the next time we come in contact with the same um, stimuli that cause us to have the negative thought. Now we start to think differently. So those are three key steps with doing a proper affirmation. So I'm just going to repeat what you said because I've never heard that before and I absolutely love it. So what you're saying is that there's a trap door from the conscious to the subconscious mind and what those affirmations, so positive affirmations, what they do is they open that trap door into the subconscious mind. So eventually we begin believing what we're saying. No question. Hmm. I love That's it. That's fascinating. No I got to do that. I've wanted to do that for years. What, what, what advice do you have for people who feel silly and they end up just giggling or they look in the mirror and they just feel like they're just having trouble saying it. What advice do you have? Um, embrace it. Have fun with it. Because right, okay. initially change is hard. And when we're making changes in personal growth, it makes us uncomfortable. Embrace the uncomfortableness. That's where, that's where the, 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 you know, the, the, the secret sauce is, as per se. So don't look at it in a sense, well, I feel awful, I feel, or excuse me, I feel awkward or uncomfortable. Um, in, in our organization, we started to do affirmations as, uh, as a team. And as, with those affirmations, we would gather our entire team around of what we intended to create for that day for our patients. And everyone felt awkward at first, but we stuck with it. And the end result was is it changed the consciousness in the office, and we started to have a greater experience. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Dr. J. LaGuardia. That's amazing. You can visit his website, drjlaguardia.com.